0: I have had countless women over the years say to me, I love the idea of being a fully shining woman, but I'm just not sure if I am one. And so today we are exploring how do you know if you are one? And I really want to bust that idea that being a fully shining woman means that you're perfect because it's not about putting on some bright, shiny facade but really having a deep authenticity from within where you're listening to those soul nudges and you're acknowledging and responding to the times when you're unhappy or frustrated or resentful and that brings about change, beautiful change. So welcome back. I'm Megan Gilroy and we're here with Fully Shining Women leading our world. We are here to just work through, play through all those ways as women we show up in the world and we can still stay true to ourselves. So I want to introduce you to a very important person in my life. He has been by my side through this whole fully shining woman journey. We want to share even where that phrase fully shining woman came from. It's a great story. And he's going to be a regular guest. Today he's interviewing me and also just having a deep combo. So I cannot wait to share my husband Jamie with you. So let's get started. Hey everyone and hey my love Jamie. I am excited that you're here today and Kind of need to smile a little bit because I often call you Gilga, which is a play on our last name. And I always thought it came from Gilgamesh, which was that Viking king. Apparently, he was actually from Mesopotamia. But the reason why I bring that up is just because I feel like you carry that energy of the Viking, the guy's guy, the alpha male. And... You have played so many of those roles in your life, whether it's father or firefighter or carpenter, but you also have been on a spiritual path since your early twenties. And I know you've studied Native American traditions and Buddhist, Toltec. And so you have this unique combination of both being traditional, and evolved. And I think you're going to bring a really beautiful perspective to this. We also have that funny little factor of you being 15 years older than me. 14. (laughs) We always have that debate. And while I don't normally notice that kind of generation gap, every once in a while, I do see it shows up just in your mindset or your upbringing And then at the same time, there's been so much growth and evolution. And so I just want to, I just want to thank you because there's been so many times when I've had messages from my soul that have asked for growth and change, not just in myself, but also with you. And even though there can be some initial resistance or tears, mostly on my part, that you've always, you've always opened up to growing and evolving. So thank you for being here. Thank Mm. you for being in my life.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So I feel like it's a little bit ironic that a 10 year old boy is the origin of the whole phrase fully shining women. And also that you as a guy named me the fully shining woman. And that's really where this where this whole movement began. So I'd love for you to share that origin story.
1: Yeah, the story is, is um, unbelievable. I mean, it came out of the blue, literally. Um, my son and Nick at the time was 10. His best friend was there and we're around the dinner table and I'm encountering some obstacles in my dating path. And I was expressing my frustration with that And Nick uh, turned to me, looked me dead in the eye, said, Dad, it's like this. You date these women, you fall in love, you may want to get married, but you need to wait until you find that fully shining woman. And I felt like someone hit me over the head with a baseball bat. I was stunned, literally. Mm. And I quickly wrote that down so I would not forget it word for word. And that completely changed my mindset around relationship. Instead of just going into a relationship for whatever the reasons that we all do, I now had this standard, if you will, of fully shining woman. It was there, like in bright lights, Mm. wait for the fully shining woman. And I thought, well, I really am desiring of a relationship. How will I ever find this fully shining woman. So that, uh, dear listeners, leads us into the story that we're gonna share with you today.
0: Yeah, so fast forward a couple years, and you and I met, we had a pretty short whirlwind romance, and we, we let Nick know that we're getting married, and I'm going to now be his bonus mom. So talk a little bit about that piece of the story
1: well i think i knew uh early on before we even had our whirlwind you know one day date and asking you to marry me and i was moving away and there was all this uncertainty about that but i knew earlier that you were that fully shining woman it just didn't work out at that time and uh, you were in relationship with somebody else and so i had to let go of that, oh, well this is the fully shining woman, but I can't, there's no chance there. So when that evolved and we were together and we did decide to get married, uh, Nick and I looked at each other at one point and we nodded our heads like, yeah, Meg is, is this fully shining woman that you were uh, telling me to wait for. And we told her that. We said, you are the fully shining woman and I I can only imagine (laughs) what went through your head when you heard that. I mean, you have received a lot of accolades in your life, but to be bestowed by a 10-year-old and a 40-year-old guy, hey, you're the fully shining woman now. (laughs) Like, what'd that bring up for you?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like when I heard that, there was a feeling of recognition. There's a feeling of yes inside mm. of me. And, you know, I had been on a spiritual path for quite a number of years at that time. And I had been recognized as a spiritual leader by Don Miguel Ruiz. So there, there, was some, there was some connection for me of realizing that I had been allowing myself to shine more brightly. mm mm-hmm that wasn't based necessarily on accomplishments or awards which I was very or- oriented to earlier in my life and at the same time I think it took you and Nick recognizing me as that for me to own it uh-huh. and I feel like that is such a key component which I feel so honored now to be able to Hold space for other women and invite them to see that inside themselves and invite them to to start owning it. And at the same time, it's been a process, a a 20, 30-year process of fully exploring that and understanding what that means and dropping into it and allowing it to grow into this movement where it's not just a sweet story between you and me. It's Mm -hmm. not just looking out at famous women or women in the media and saying, oh, I can see why someone would say she's fully shining. Uh But to say that each one of us has this fully shining woman inside of us and sometimes she seems so buried that we might not be able to see her and yet we can feel something inside of us that even, even if you have that question, am I a fully shining woman? I don't think you can have that question unless there's some part of you that already knows that or already feels that.
1: Right, right. No, that's amazing. Um, it's really, isn't it funny that a 10 year old boy came up with this phrase yeah. and I'm, I know it came out of thin air for him. It wasn't like he had read it or saw it somewhere or yeah. we had even discussed it.
0: Thank you, Nick. Yes, <laughs>
1: thank you, Nick. So, I'd love to hear, like, if there were any doubts, you know, once you, you were, you know, air quotes again, recognized as a fully shining woman by Nick and I, what doubts came up for you? I mean, how do you navigate with that sort of, it's almost like a setup in a way, like, Mm -hmm. oh, am I now on a pedestal? Or are these guys like, you know, worshiping me? Am I a goddess? What, What does this mean? And if so, like what doubts came up for you?
0: Yeah. I think, I think it was definitely uh, easy to try to pair that with being perfect. That if you're fully shining, you're never angry, you aren't vulnerable, you don't make mistakes. And to me, that's the complete opposite of what I feel a fully shining woman is. So... To me, when you're fully shining, you're being authentic, which means Uh you're turning inside of yourself to see what's true for me. And you're allowing the full range of your emotions. You're allowing the messy, illogical part of you to guide you, that intuitive part of you. And so I I think anytime you make a change in your life or anytime you step into something bigger, whether that's... A a job promotion, or a a new relationship, or you want your health to change. There is always going to be whatever is not that, whatever isn't the light, whatever is the shadow side. That is going to rise up, Mm -hmm. and that has happened over and over again over the years. And I think that's one of the beauties about coming together as fully shining women is that we're able to see each other and hear each other and reflect and hold space for all of us that Uh it's not being shiny like putting on a mask or right right trying to like make yourself look better than you are or diminish yourself and put yourself down right it's about being real about this is how i am right now and here's what's working or here's what's not working or here's how i'm growing and changing and it's just such a more compassionate and kind way to hold ourselves.
1: Uh-huh. So I I, I want to let the listeners know that, that you throughout your life uh were very accomplished at anything you did. And I, I like to call it you were an uber achiever. And there's probably a lot of like perfectionism in there too. So I just want to, I want to hear from you, like, how were you able to separate, like, okay, here's another accolade for you in a sense, like, oh, you're a fully shining woman. How did you separate that from your, like, oh, I've got to do this perfectly. I've got to be the best fully shining woman. What did that look like? Like when you got messy, did you have like a voice in your head saying, hey, you're a fully shining woman. You're not allowed to be messy. So I, I want to hear a little bit of like how you navigated that part of you that's the perfectionist, uber achiever, and this new part of you that's like arising up from within, right? And how did you navigate that, especially when things got gnarly or messy?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big question. I feel like, you know, I, I grew up in the 70s with a feminist mom who told me I could be and do anything. And there was that underlying message around in a man's world, Uh, like a man. Right. And so I definitely had that program installed of set goals, achieve, you know, go for it, which is a wonderful characteristic to have. But it also is that kind of more what I would consider like male dominant thinking, like push, go, be focused, Mm -hmm. don't stop, don't rest. And, I think really a lot of the shifting came through our relationship and me realizing that when you and I got together, I was in that very successful, I was running Don Miguel Ruiz's business, I was out in the world teaching, and there was a part of me that knew I needed to let go of that identity as the independent career woman, Mm -hmm. and I turned to you and asked you if you would be willing to support me, and... That was super, super uncomfortable and challenging. And I just see that has happened multiple times in our relationship where I, I had something inside of me giving me that nudge or that even that like two by four over the head saying something needs to change. And Mm -hmm. it usually came from me noticing I was unhappy or I was feeling resentful or I was really frustrated and as I made the shift to honoring what was going on inside of me instead of outside of me, and as I would acknowledge and hear those voices in my head that was harsh or um, not very kind about how fast I was going or what I was achieving, I really started developing like a relationship with like an inner mother
2: uh-huh. and,
0: and a more feminine, nurturing compassionate side of me and to be able to do that kind of soothing inner work and to be able to reconfigure that there's so many wonderful and beautiful qualities about being a woman and that we can use the full spectrum of being intuitive or in tune with cycles or being a nurturer and a caregiver Mm -hmm. and draw on those more traditionally masculine skills or approaches and to find that right balance for each one of us, I think is so important. And to really make that shift from saying, oh, the way I define my worth is how productive I am, how outwardly successful I am. And instead, really feeling that kind of inner light, that inner love, just knowing, wow, like my beingness is worthy, my pleasure is worthy, mm-hmm. me being delighted is worthy and it was definitely a process over time. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Huh. So I'm curious to hear from you what what does that mean to be a fully shining woman as a fully shining man? Like what what was it that you saw in me or what is it that you see in women who you you notice are really owning being a fully shining woman? Yeah, I
1: that's a great question. And I also feel like it was such a process. Like, we almost, we started with, you're a fully shining woman, we recognize that. And then we almost had to backtrack and then live into what that meant. So I feel like each step of the way, like what you just described to me, was such a beautiful process of allowing yourself, like allowing this fully shining woman to rise up and become more integrated into who you were moment to moment, mm-hmm. and allowing yourself to feel, like you said, resentment or disappointment, and really embrace those feelings and then identify where they came from. So for me, you know, I got to say living with a fully shining woman (laughs) is not for the faint of heart. Okay. And so I'll talk a little bit about, you know, my upbringing was more of the leave it to beaver variety, you know, uh, 50s, 60s, man goes off to work, woman stays at home, wears the apron, you know, man comes home, the kids are Uh, all in bed or nice and quiet. There's a meal. I mean, that kind of, that was sort of like what I was raised in. And so this idea of you becoming this expression of a fully shining woman often was at odds with my, like, well, wait a minute, you know, uh, I, yeah, what are you doing? There's no dinner tonight because you were in bed all day you know, like processing? What's that all about? So there, initially, I could say I was up against my conditioning and my uh, upbringing. And also, yet in there was a little fissure, like every time I would have a reaction to you being fully shining, I had to go and look at that. myself okay well why are you having a reaction to the way she's just being okay go look at that explore it if you can understand it great so there was a lot of that kind of back and forth processing between you and i but living with a fully shining woman there's no other way to be for me it's just like a constant evolution and i think what i love about our relationship if i can speak to that is that we are constantly evolving, both as individuals and both as a couple. We seem to like, you know, one person may be a little ahead at one point, and then the other person catches up, maybe they're ahead. And we have this constant like evolution. I liken it to like the infinity symbol. We're just doing this loop together and, and elevating as we go. Or a spiral path where you keep going around, but you keep elevating. So the challenge for, uh, for the men out there is to be able to meet your fully shining woman. And that's going to require you to do some looking inside, too, and, and making that commitment. Okay, I, I signed up for this. I recognize who this woman is, and I'm going to go for that journey with her. And it's going to require me looking at some of the things that I bump up against and decide whether those things are the sacred cow that I can't let go of or they're just another thing to let go of so I can elevate and match my woman. Because that's how I see it. I'm trying to match my woman in this situation. Because let's face it, guys are super complacent. Most guys are okay with, hey, this is the way it is. Until you raised your hand in our relationship and said, hey, you, uh, I'm no longer saying yes to everything you want to do. You know, another motorcycle, another sports car, go for an all-day bike ride and leave you with the kids. No, that doesn't feel good. So for me, I had to be willing to listen. I had to listen to you saying this isn't working for me. And then I also had to go inside and say, well, can I make an adjustment without compromising You know who I think I am, right? Is it the sacred cow or is it something to just get over?
0: Yeah, I feel like that's a whole other podcast to dig into men and relationships and what you're thinking and how you're responding to your women because I know a lot of women don't necessarily have a man who's listening or supportive. So let's let's bookmark that for the next one. Definitely. But I but I do love what you're saying in terms of when I raise my hand to say something's not working here, that that change had to start with inside of me. And it was by me learning to value who I am and what the qualities I brought to the table was really what enabled you to start doing that. And I think that's ultimately what will enable us to see that really larger societal change. Because at one point I remember it was when we were fairly early in our relationship, we were in pretty traditional roles. You were making the money. I was taking care of that house. You had a pretty large business. We had a really full life, had a young child and there is definitely some of that attitude of like you as the money maker were somehow more important than yeah. me. Yep. And what came up for me was to realize, wow, there's so many ways I'm contributing to our, our life that wasn't being seen or wasn't, you know, I certainly wasn't getting paid for it. And that by learning to value, wow, for me to be that emotional equalizer in the house or for me to be nurturing and to make sure that you never had to think about having a meal on the table or taking care of social engagements or birthdays that, that really enabled you to go out in the world and run your business at the level you did. Totally. And what I see is, you know, sometimes when we're in a situation where we don't, we're not happy or we want something to change, we want to point the finger at the other person to say Mm -hmm. like, why, why can't you see, the amazingness of what i'm doing here in our home or or it could be in career or that you're juggling both and still trying to take care of yourself and so i recognize that until i could value the more feminine qualities you couldn't necessarily value those and then i think our world at large can't value those until we really own them Mm. for ourselves
1: Mm -hmm. wow there's a lot there um so what, what stumbling blocks did you encounter in this, you know, this fully shining woman emerging from you? Like, were there any times where you got tripped up and, and in what ways did you get tripped up and how did you resolve that if indeed you were tripped up by something?
0: Yeah. You know, I just have this image of a lighthouse. When we lived in Marblehead, there was a, a bay... And we lived on one side, and you could see the lighthouse across on the other side. And to me, that, that in some ways is what being a fully shining woman feels like, is that there's this light that's constantly on. There's this beacon inside of you saying "You can, you can return home to her. You can allow whatever's coming up for you to move through you. And at the same time the waves can be choppy and you can be in the fog and in the dark. And so for me, I think a lot of it was around just other people's expectations that, you know, my early life, I was on that trajectory to be the woman in the business suit. You know, I had, I owned business suits when I was in high school. (laughs) And I was, I, you know, at the time my picture of myself was being that successful you know president in the White House or head of a corporation and when my world fell apart around me when I went on my spiritual path and I realized I wasn't the roles I was playing I wasn't at the time the good girlfriend or the good teacher or the good citizen the good whatever I, cu- I couldn't navigate as I was going through heartbreak and I had to find well who am I beyond the way I am showing up in the world around me and as I've as I keep reorienting to what is true inside of me and how can I keep listening to my soul how you know there there was an early time when I said to you I want to give up the career and have you take care of me and we were really blessed to be able to be that kind of one-income family Mm -hmm. and then you know fast-forward five, seven years later, now my soul was asking me to go out in the world and share my gifts and you know pick up the working outside of the home piece. And you know, more recently I received that message of the work that I was doing didn't didn't feel super aligned inside of me. So again Mm -hmm. it was another shift in trajectory. So it feels like just this constant dance of not Being so bound by my parents want me to be this way. My husband wants me to be this way. My family wants me to be this way. What's going to happen if I let go of the perceived security of my paycheck in order to really say, you know what? My happiness and my soul growth and expression is worthy and valuable. And so it's just this constant dance to me of letting... Letting go of the stories I have of myself, letting go of the stories and beliefs that, you know, anyone around me might have about me and being willing to add what it is that are my priorities into the mix.
1: huh. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot there. I feel like um, just this process that you're describing has been amazing to be part of and to witness but also uh it it just feels like evolution i don't know how else to say it it just feels like every time there's an opportunity to evolve we take it you take it and that's been yeah it's been incredible to witness that um I guess one thing I'm curious about is now, and we're going to talk about this role swap, but now that you're in the role of what I would, you know, what I used to think of as more traditionally, the man's role, which is going out and making the money and supporting the family, how, how have you navigated that? Like, can you, can you still be feminine in that role? Have you had challenges taking on this mantle of like, okay, you know, and you've been doing this for the last, I wanna say six years or so, beautifully supporting this family. And again, we're, like you said, we're so blessed to have a a one income family, but how have you, have you lost touch with that feminine side at any point in that journey? I'd be curious to hear about that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think initially when Taya was about nine months old I I took on a job and I definitely had doubts not so much about my ability to do the job but could I still be a good mom could I still show up for my family and could I still create that time to take care of myself and I definitely approached that job in the more uber achiever get through the to-do list you know I always um I always treat anything I do as if the company is my own. And I think I did take on that more kind of masculine focused energy. And that definitely created a different dynamic between you and I, as you said yes to being in the caretaker role, Mm -hmm. right? And you weren't in that focused, hard go out and like slay the, slay the woolly mammoth, as you like to say, energy. Okay. And I, I think, you know, you and I have had to navigate that in our personal relationship. And for me at a certain point, I realized just being in that constant, like my head was just constantly, like I walk in the door of the house and I would still be thinking about work. I'd still be yep. in work mode that it didn't feel good to me. And I really could tell, you know, I was missing that kind of like juicy, yummy, soft connection with you and with the kids. And that was, that was part of the impetus to say, I'm going to create the Fully Shining Woman Wisdom School and the Fully Shining Woman Leading Our World Movement because it was my opportunity to be able to create my schedule, create the way I'm working, and to really dive deeper into this world of how, how do you run a business or how do you create a career that has more of a blend between your home life and your work life? And how do I do it in a way that's more in sync with my own rhythms, that I give myself time and space to be creative, be inspired, receive the downloads, be in an intuitive place? And that that has come with loss and grief. Because I think oftentimes we think of we think of change, right? It's exciting to move across the country. It's exciting to start a business or have a new job. And yet at the same time, there's often a piece of you're losing part of your identity or you have to grieve this old way of being.
3: Mm-hmm. And so
0: I know for myself, it's definitely been a challenge because alongside that excitement has also been again looking inside to see like where are those places where I'm not feeling enough or I don't feel like I can trust myself or I can trust life or where are those places where it's just new to say you know I'm I'm in charge I'm in charge of the direction of my business and I'm in charge of all the decisions that go with that so Yeah, there's definitely, I think there's always, there's definitely a ongoing conversation inside of myself of, you know, how do I address and hold all the different pieces in my world and myself included and to learn to navigate that within our family.
2: Uh Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Wow. I know, um, for me that shift in roles, uh, to, uh, from the guy who is going out and swaying the woolly mammoths to now changing diapers and doing dishes and food shopping and cooking. And, you know, the joke is I, I'm chief cook and bottle washer. So uh, that that came with a whole host of internal and external challenges. Um, but what I want to ask you is, you know, you you started out in the role swap Working for a company. So you were assured of work, work was coming in, you were paid well, you did a great job. Now, this shift comes where you've started the school, Fully Shining Women Wisdom School. You've essentially cut all connection to any kind of other stream of income, working for any, it's all on you now. Mm-hmm. How do you navigate that? and maybe i guess speaking as a man i'd be like okay i got to gird up i got to go out i got to sharpen my sword i got to get my shield ready and i'm going to go freaking slay this thing right but that's that's not how you're creating this business and yet you're still in the in the role of supporting our family So I just want to talk or have you talk for a minute about that. Like, okay, what comes up for you and how do you keep moving forward?
0: Mm -hmm. I think it's, I think it's, it's been a huge challenge because it's this whole shifting dynamic inside of me, but a lot of it has to do with being in that place of what I call feminine power, where you're checking in with your intuition. You may only see the next step or the next breadcrumb and you can't see the whole entire goal 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 project 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 you know down the road right and it's giving myself that time to in space to acknowledge the part of me that feels afraid to acknowledge the inner group i need to do to be able to be now this leader of fully shining women Mm -hmm. out in the world Mm -hmm. and it also comes with knowing I'm not doing this alone, that I have support. I have your support. I have a lot of women mentors and sisterhood pod leaders and all all sorts of women who have come together to be part of this movement and part of this community and tribe. And I think that's a really different way to navigate as well.
1: I love that image. I just, as you were speaking, I had this image of you standing in front and then all these women, like thousands of women standing behind you. Supporting you and ready to, to move forward in this movement.
0: Yeah, and I and that is the image I have of That fully shining women leading our world is an energetic that's going out into the world and creating this dream if you will where Women can see we're, we're living in a society that doesn't necessarily value this way of being and working and navigating and so to come together and gather in sisterhood and to know you're not crazy you're <laughs> not weird right. you know the people in your life may not be as supportive as you've been and to have that safe space to feel like I can be seen and heard in all my fullness and messiness and vulnerability and changing ways and that by us having being that reflection for each other and recognizing each other and supporting each other that it helps solidify that belief in ourselves. It helps really then enable us to speak up and take action and make the changes not only in ourselves, but with our partners and our families and in our communities. And that's where I see that ripple effect happens in terms of sharing this with the world. Mm -hmm. And so that's my vision. And I just want to make that invitation that if you are, a woman listening to this and you're feeling that call, you're feeling that desire to be true and authentic to yourself and you don't necessarily know how to navigate that or you are well on your path and you're still seeing the places where you're evolving and you want to feel that linked arm side by side as we do this in Mm -hmm. our messy chaotic world today then i invite you to come into our, our circle because we have a beautiful community on mighty networks and if you are looking for even more tools and more support we have the fully shining women wisdom school and i really do see this as a way of both individually making shifts and changes and then having those shifts and changes happen on a societal level and around the globe.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, for me, uh, this role swap, uh, gave me a window into what it means to be a mom. And I have to say, uh, it was the most difficult, uh, transition that I have probably ever experienced. I really got to see how much um, a mother puts into her life with her family. And much of it is unrecognized, underappreciated, undervalued, underpaid. And that was a huge wake-up call for me. And so I feel like the the takeaway in that role swap was I really got to experience what it means to be a mom and to be not only doing the chores around the house, but also trying to take care of the emotional needs of everyone in the family. And I, I liken it to the phrase taking care of hearts, you know, and whether you have animals, you're still taking care of hearts. So, um, I feel like in that role swap, I got to see like a way that I could support you from a different point of view, you know, not just being your husband and your partner, but hey, I really get what you're trying to do here. And I really am valuing that emotional component of being a woman. And navigating the world through that way rather than just sharpening your sword and going out and swaying something, right? As a guy typically would would do. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. I think by you and I swapping roles in our relationship and in our family, that has really enabled us to see both the feminine, traditionally feminine, traditionally masculine perspective and have greater love and understanding for each other. And I just really appreciate you valuing women, valuing this movement, valuing women's leadership in the world, and hopefully that will be inspiring not only to other women, but also to other men as well.
1: Yeah, we need it, we need it right now.
0: All right, women, we are here to fully shine and to keep leading our world. And we'll be back in a moment with our intentional nudge. For our intentional nudge today, I would like you to consider after hearing our description and definition of a fully shining woman, whether you're one. Could you claim that for yourself? And if you do, what does it mean to you? Because after all, each one of us is unique and an individual. So I would love to know. We are hanging out over at Fully Shining Women, Leading Our World on Mighty Networks. It is a free gathering space where we get to connect with other Fully Shining Women We explore what's holding us back. We celebrate our successes. We share books and resources and movies and laughter and tears. So we'd love for you to come over and join us. We have live gatherings each month where we get to connect with each other virtually. So come on over to sisters.fullyshiningwomen.com and we'd love to make this world a little brighter I literally cannot imagine this world without my fully shining women sisters you lift me up you inspire me you let me grumble and cry when I'm having a hard day and you just go out there into the world in such beautiful and brave and unique ways. So today we get to meet Sabrina Joy. She is a medicine woman and she loves all things nature, especially, especially the ocean. And I just can't wait for you to hear what her perspective is on what it means to be a fully shining woman because each of us gets to do this in our own unique way let's listen
3: hey megan this is sabrina joy thank you for inviting me to be part of this podcast i'm real excited by this question i love it what does it mean to be a fully shining woman I've been allowing myself to be with that question. What does it mean that I am a fully shining woman? And for me, it means that I am actually willing to show up as who and how I am. Whether I'm all put together or whether I am a hot mess, I am willing to show up in the world. I'm willing to share the wisdom, the inspiration, and the stories that I have within me. I am a fully shining woman, standing, holding space for other women to step into, to blossom, to be who and how they really are. I am a fully shining woman when I'm lying on the floor and maybe having a little temper tantrum, or sobbing because something has broken open a part of me. I'm a fully shining woman when I am willing to do the work so that I can keep uncovering who I am and what I was meant to do here in the world. And I think it's so important that we have fully shining women in the world we have so much wisdom we have so much knowledge we have so much love and tenderness and kindness goodness and the world needs us to step into it to show it to live it fully to embrace every single part of us for when we are walking around fully shining we are modeling the new paradigm the new world that we are creating this is who we are this is what we want and that's one of the reasons why i think it's so very important to nurture the fully shining woman within me and the fully shining woman within so many other women
0: Here's the part where I ask you to rate, review, and follow this podcast on Apple or Spotify or Odyssey or wherever you're listening. But more importantly, I would love for you to think of another woman who could really use hearing this message, knowing that you see her as a fully shining woman. And that we can grow and expand our community. We can share this message of how important it is for us women to tune in inside and share ourselves, express ourselves, be ourselves, be leaders out there in the world. So will you do me a favor? Could you pass it on? It would mean the world to me. All right. I'll see you next time. Can't wait.